It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown Podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to YesNetwork.com's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive fan message board website. Anything you want from the Giants, you have your questions, you want some information, you go to BigBlueInteractive.com, and Eric Kennedy provides it for all those Giant fans out there. And the Giants provided a win for all those fans who were looking for a better performance this week than they had against the Seattle Seahawks last week. And Eric, I really think that everybody walked away happy from this game, and I think the Corey Webster interception is the play of the year. Yeah, and you called it. You you called that this win. You know, I give you credit because you were a lot more optimistic about this game than I was. But, yeah, huge game, gigantic game, huge difference be- between being 4-2 and two and going into the bye and being 3-3 three and because three, you, you'd have two losses at home going into the bye with the schedule that they've got coming up. And, and But now they're, they're feeling good about themselves. They've got some people coming back. I still have questions about this team. Um, I think you're a little more optimistic about about them than I am. We can get into that. But uh, just a huge, huge uh, victory. And the one thing you can say about this team so far this year is they're a really resilient group. They, you know, they they stick with it and they don't get down on themselves. And that's a, a quality, obviously, they had back in 2007 when they won the Super Bowl. Um, just when you thought it looked bleak and they were down, you know, and chips were down. You know the play that you're talking about. They're they're driving. They're at the, the Giants 27. The game's tied. There's about four minutes to go in the game, and they're almost they're already in field goal range. Their kicker had already hit a 49-yard field goal, and and you, you at that point you're thinking, man, this they're going to take the lead here. But Corey Webster makes the play, and 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 they drive down and take the lead themselves. Yeah, and I think. Uh, you know, I haven't really watched many Buffalo games this year. I saw some highlights here and there, but I really think Buffalo is a quality team. And I think, you know, based on the wins that the Giants had this year now, I think the win in Philadelphia was great. But we spoke last week on how they beat the Rams in a sloppy game, which the Rams basically handed it to them. And, and we were, you know, they stole a win, some people think, in Arizona because of the Cruz play, but they did come back to win on the road. I just think that fans could look at this game and really think that the Giants beat a quality team at home, and for the most part, you really saw the Giants with some purpose this week. And I hate to say that a professional team needs purpose, but a real difference, whether they won or lost this game, I really think there was a real difference in the Giants' whole mental attitude and the way they went about this game than there was against the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, we might be saying something different had Webster not, <laughs> not made that play. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I hadn't seen a lot of Buffalo either. I'd seen the highlights. I'd seen, you know, plays here and there. And it looked like they had sort of gotten a lot of turnovers and, and sort of lucked out in some wins. But I was really impressed with them. They, they, they seem to be very well coached. Um, I, I like what they do on offense. They, they, they're very smart. They try to spread teams out, and they play to their quarterbacks. 
um, strengths, which is he doesn't have a cannon for an arm, but he's good at reading coverages and spreading things out. Um, they, 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 their defense is different. That, 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 that was a quality football team. I didn't really know as much about Buffalo as I do now after watching that game, and, and you're right. That, that, that's a quality win, and if you combine that with the Philadelphia, and now people are saying Philadelphia is down. And of course, now they're saying they're up because they're coming off a win, but Philadelphia in Philadelphia is always dangerous in the NFC. So, so, so this is a, it's a bit of a strange Giants team we have here. You know, they're, they're up one week, down, down the next. But I think most of the NFL is like that except for a team like the Green Bay Packers, um, they just got to, in my mind, they, they've got to get their defense fixed. They've got, they've got, they're giving up too many big plays, too many mental breakdowns. I don't worry about the offense. I, I think the offensive line will come around. I think we're starting to see some of that. Um, Eli Manning's playing out of his mind. I, uh, Giants fans who don't like Eli Manning better get on board with this guy because he is just having an amazing season. I thought he was the MVP of the game, not Bradshaw. I thought his throwing is what opened up things, and he was really, really on against Buffalo. Um, they've got the quarterback. I, I think they've got the running backs. It looks like they've got the wide receivers. they just got to get that offensive line to come around. Yeah, and now we have a tight end that can actually catch the ball and run after the catch with Ballard and – Sure, and you know what? Eli throws a perfect pass to Mario Manningham, who drops it in the end zone, and that game, you know, it wouldn't be a regular Giant game if we could rest easy with five <laughs> minutes left. You know, Giant games always have to come down to the wire, but Eli thought threw a perfect pass, and that was down the stretch, and, and that was a long shot for a touchdown, and I like that. And to give some credit to Buffalo offense, the three scoring plays that they had, look, Fred Jackson just took off down the middle, and no Giant touched him, and I thought the the first touchdown catch, I tell you, was some brilliant moves, and the and the Giants were just really just caught out of place and everything. And the third touchdown, Stevie Johnson makes a really really nice move, shift move, uh, a little jilt to get into the end zone and catches the touchdown pass. So sure, the Giants were beaten on really two big plays, two big plays which Buffalo had, and for the most part, I think the Giant defense. It, it's still a work in progress in the, in the secondary because you have guys playing out of position. I really don't know what Giant fans expected this year. They knew that we were going to have some guys injured. They knew that they were going to have some linebackers injured. You know, I'm thinking right now why I try to look at the glass half, half full is that I think the Giants are doing the best that they can with guys running around out of position, and there are going to be plays like we saw against Buffalo that are going to happen this year. But what I like about the Giants is they stepped up in some big spots, Eric, that last drive of the game, come on, you and me saw that there was a minute 35 left and Buffalo had the ball, and I said, Buffalo has plenty of time to go down and kick a field goal. They really only have to go right. you know, half the length of the field. Right. And to the Giants' credit, it was four and out, and I thought it was, you know, that's where we saw Giants' defense really rise to the occasion where Buffalo didn't even make the game a nail-biter at the end because the Giants put them away so quickly on that last drive. So that is where I get the glass half full with the defense. Yeah, and and that was nice. The fans were into it, and that was a great way to end it. Uh, they got a little bit of help because Buffalo jumped off sides on the first play. But you're right. I mean, on that fourth and five, they they got off the field, and that's what they need to do more of. They're getting into too many of these third and third and long situations, and they're letting the team continue the drive. The, 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 the real season-changing injury that they're just not going to be able to get away from was the one to Terrell Thomas. That that one because what, it had a domino effect on the entire secondary because they were going to count on him to play more in that slot when they were playing the nickel and then have the rookie Amukamara play outside. I don't think they were going to rely on, on Ross as much as they are this year, and thankfully Ross has stepped up. But with, when Terrell went down, that meant that they had to switch 
Entrell Roll more to the slot, and then they also had to put Deion Grant more back. From, they were kind of using Deion Grant more almost like a safety um, um, linebacker hybrid, and now he's playing more of a safety spot. And it's had this domino effect that I just wish we could get Terrell Tom- Thomas back. That's the one guy that I, I, I think if we could get him back, I think they might have a chance to do something really special this season. But I'm a little bit wary still when they have to start playing these, these high – um, these big play score passing teams like the Packers and the Saints and the Patriots, that's what concerns me a little bit. But we'll, when we get there, maybe we'll get some players back like Amukamara, and that'll make somewhat of a difference. Yeah, I just think it's going to be an area all season. Even with Amukamara, people have to remember, he's only had like two or three practices with the Giants before yep. he got injured. So you're expecting a rookie to really just jump in there, his first action in the NFL, and immediately make a difference. So I think fans really have to be patient with this secondary and some of the play calling of Perry Fuel because I think he knows that he has guys playing out of position in the secondary. And look, a lot is on the defensive line. We always said that. It's the strength of the team. And you know what? Ozzy is making plays since he returned. We'll talk about you know more of Ozzy in the second part when we review the first half of the season. But, you know, and, and Jason Pierre-Paul is making some big plays. He patted down the ball in the fourth and five. So, you know, and, and they are going to play against explosive teams. But they, then again, everybody talked about how explosive Philadelphia was, and the Giants right. beat them in Philadelphia. You're right. And how they did it was they went after their quarterback, and they knocked him down to the ground, and they went, instead of focusing on knocking down the receivers and all the weapons, they go straight to the guy who's throwing the ball. And they put fear in him, just like they did with Tom Brady. I keep going back to that Super Bowl. But even if you don't get to the guy for a sack, you knock him down and you make him remember that you're there. And especially when the weather starts getting colder, you know, those shots when helmets hit the arms and stuff, it stings. So I'm thinking the Giants' key to their defense is still going to be their blitzing and their defensive line to make up for the absentees on the defensive backfield. Right, and we got to get Tuck back. And the nice thing that they've been winning some games here without Tuck and adding Tuck to that equation, who's, again, arguably, arguably the best defensive player on the team. Hopefully that neck isn't going to be an issue all year. Get him back with JPP. Get him back with with, with Umanura. And then, you know, you got guys like, and we've talked about it earlier in other shows, Tollison is playing well. They've got other guys. Uh, Candy's playing well, Linville Joseph. So they can come at people in waves. And... Um, It'll be nice finally when they get they they have not had yet this year Umanura JPP um, um, Tuck all on mm-hmm. and Kiwanuka all on the field at the same time get right. those four down you know those four linemen coming at you and that's a pretty scary group of pass rushers right and it's great to think about that but then again with the Giants you never know because one win <laughs> comes in somebody will go out with injury and it's football yeah. this is what you have to expect like you know I remember the year that we were so excited to go into the season and Jason Seahorn gets hurt in the beginning of the preseason against the Jets, and it just changed the whole tone of the defense, and you just, it looked like somebody died, you know? Yep. It, you know, it just changed everything, and, and Terrell Thomas was hopefully going to be that corner that the Giants needed this year, but to give credit now to Corey Webster, you know, those are two huge interceptions, and the first interception, he grabbed him with one arm, and he turned around the last second, and, you know, I got to tell you, the, if he doesn't make this second interception, I really think the season really has a nasty taste in people's mouths going into the bye week, and even with the Giants, because they're going to know they're going to go into the bye week, and they see what's coming up, and, and if you, you think about just the Miami game, which I'm scared of, because I know the Giants will probably play to the level of the Dolphins, but you see that, that schedule the Giants have in the second half of the year, and it just really, it just shows you how much a win just magnifies everything that's so good on a team, and how a loss just does the opposite, 
And what I took away from this game, though, was even in the last five minutes of the game, I didn't feel real good, you know, on that last drive about the Giants winning the game until that interception. But I did think the Giants showed me something. At least they wanted to play, which was, you know, not the case the week before against Seattle because if they showed any of the life against Seattle that they showed against the Buffalo Bills, I think they would have blew them out. So in that respect, I was happy to see them compete. And I thought Buffalo was a good team. And if they lost to Buffalo, it would be tough. But, you know, them winning makes it even more huge. And uh, you know what? I give credit when the team wins a big game. So, you know, just like I would take away credit when they blow a game. But uh, I got to give it to them this week. I think uh, Tom Coughlin really goes into the bye weeks uh, on a roll. He always usually gets a win going to the bye weeks. Yes, he does. Yeah. So we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about the first half of the season, what we liked, what we didn't like, and a look ahead to this Giants and their tough schedule coming in the second half of the season when Big Blue Breakdown Podcast comes right back. Want to see what everyone's talking about? Check out the two-time Emmy Award-winning video content at YesNetwork.com. It's the best in Yankees web shows, podcasts, and features only at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to YesNetwork.com's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Cal along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web. And Eric, you know, we're going to take a look back here at the Giants' first half of the season, even though it's not the halfway point, but up until their bye week. And for the most part, i got to tell you, I, I, I'm pleasantly surprised where the Giants are at right now, considering, you know, you're looking at this division now. We all thought the Eagles were going to run, run away with it and the Cowboys were going to be better at this point. I think the Giants are in a very, very good position here, and if they can get some of these guys back you know, from their injuries, they're going to be in good shape. They do two things well that it, it's hard for teams to get answers to. They have, and again, people are going to call me a big Eli supporter here, because I am, but he's playing great football. But they've got the franchise quarterback who's playing at a very, very high level right now, and then they, on the other side of the ball they can rush the passer. Those two, those are two things that every team in the NFL wants to have. They want to have that quarterback, and they want to have the ability to get after the quarterback because it's a passing league now. And because they do those two things well, they should be competitive from here on out if more injuries don't happen so or significant injuries don't happen. So that that's the good news. I think coming into this season, I think a lot of Giants fans were were fairly optimistic. They, you know, there was this. We have to get over the Philadelphia Eagle hump, but you know, people. You know, there was the lockout; people were dying for football. But then it just seemed to be one piece of bad news after another with the Giants. They, they lose Steve Smith. They lose Kevin Boss. Then the injuries start ha- happening. They lose Jonathan Goff. They lose Terrell Thomas. Um, they lose the, um, their second-round draft pick gets hurt, lost for the season. Uh, Marvin Austin. They lose um, Mukamara, who's still out, but hopefully will be back. But it just seemed like one negative piece of news after another. Then they lose the Washington in the season opener, a team that the Giants have owned in recent years. So the the one the one thing I think that that still sits, you know, that's a bad taste in my mouth is the Seattle game. It'd be they'd be even much better shape if they were five and one and have that NFC win there too. But I think given everything that's happened, they're in fairly decent shape. It could have been a lot worse. 
they're going to get, like you said, they're going to start getting some people back. Hopefully, Tuck's back. Um, um, Brandon Jacobs is back. They're going to, you know, get Mukamara back. I wouldn't count on him too much too early, but he seems to want to practice. They're even going to, they're even talking about guys like Ramsey's Barden coming back and and Adam Coates off the pup and stuff like that. So they're going to get some guys back. Um, and and we're gonna find out the medal of this team because it's after the there's the Miami game and then it's gonna get then it then it really gets serious and and that's where the fun part starts so um, it could be it could have been a little bit better but it could have been a lot worse yeah one thing I'd like to do is before the beginning of the season all the negativity about the moves that Reese made in letting Steve Smith go and letting Kevin Boss go well maybe he didn't let him go but they were given a better offer from somebody else. Else and uh, you know what? Steve Smith was a great player for the Giants. He was Eli's security blanket, but he was injured this year. And to tell you the truth, he hasn't done really anything with the no. Eagles. So it's not like he made an impact somewhere else. And I tell you what, you, you know, you look at the couple of games where Cruz had an impact. You know, well, for better or for worse. <laughs> but you look at the talent that Cruz does display sometimes. And 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 I think I think Reese knew what he had there. And also at the tight end position, you know, Kevin Boss was paid a lot of money by the Oakland Raiders and the Giants just couldn't match what he was getting paid and for the most part I think the last two weeks have made Giants fans feel very good about Ballard and what he's capable of catching the football it looks like he has some soft hands and he just grabs the ball and the run after catch is what impresses me the most I always get nervous when a tight end catches the ball because I always tell him tuck it away tuck it away because I I don't like the I can't stand I think tight ends you know fumble the ball a lot of times right they're so big sometimes and not used to running with it but I think Ballard has done a great job because we really can't look at this first half of the season so far and say, wow, that would have been a touchdown or that would have been a huge play if Ballard had just hung on to the ball. He's hung on to pretty much everything Eli has flung to him, and Eli has been really whipping the ball to him. So I was really impressed there. I can't tell you that much about his blocking skills. And I was talking to Howard Cross, who was a great Giants tight end blocker, about uh, you know his blocking skills. He says they have to, you know, they have to improve. So, uh, you know, I look at that area and also the, the fullback position, which I think with Tom Coughlin, the fullback position basically is the same every single year, no matter who you plug in there. You're going to basically block. You're basically given one throw a game where you try to get that first down, and, and that's really it. So, you know what? I, I, I just want to give Reese credit because I know a lot of people have, have really just destroyed him during this offseason saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? They watch the Jets signing all these players like Plaxico Burris and, and and everybody's getting on the Giants. But for the most part, you know, I don't think it's really been killing the Giants in their losses to have those pieces missing. No, and Jake Ballard's been probably the most pleasant surprise of the year. I, I, I don't think anyone thought he would be this much of a factor in the passing game. Now, he hasn't gotten a lot of attention from defenses, but it's interesting that the coaches said after the game that Buffalo started paying a little more attention to him. And but but the coaches say because of that, that's going to start opening up things for other players. So he's you know he, his reputation. We talked about this earlier. Coming out of Ohio State was blocker, big two hundred and seventy pound blocker, no hands. Well, he's kind of been the reverse so far. I think the co coaches. Have said his blocking's good, but it needs it needs to get better, and that supports what Howard Cross has been saying. But if you if you listen to what 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 Tom Coughlin says, Kevin Gilbride, and even even Mike Pope, who was interviewed yesterday, they, the coaches themselves seem to be very very surprised at how good he's been in the passing game. And he's you know he's he's a guy that based on his reputation, you kind of like 
like you said, don't throw it. And if you don't, and if you do throw it to him, get down, don't fumble the ball. But now I have a lot of confidence in him. He seems to very sure hands. He 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 tucks the ball away, and he's very good running the ball, running with the football after the catch. And he's he's been a major major um, uh, nice surprise for the Giants. And then on, on the other side of, of as we we're talking about Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz gives the Giants one thing Steve Smith didn't really give, and that's um, big play ability after the catch ability. He seems to have a knack for making the high, highlight reel type catch and then doing something with the football. What he has to get better at is what Steve Smith was really good at, running very sharp, precise routes and being exactly where he's supposed to be so Eli can trust him. If he can develop that part of his game, and I don't see any reason why he he can't because he's a very smart guy, then he he will be a, a much better player for the Giants than Steve Smith was because if he can do what Steve Smith did with with the you know getting the, the converting on third down type catches, combine that with the big play ability, then you really start to scare an opposing defense. What he's got to do is he's got to clean up these mistakes like like the slip on, on the Seattle play that led to the 94-yard touchdown return, um, the dropped pass that he had against, uh, he had on Sunday against the Bills, those types of things. If he cleans those types of things up, you know, you're right. Reese, Reese comes out looking a lot better than he did just, just a month or so ago. Yeah, and I love the chemistry now that Eli Manning and Hakeem Nix have. I tell you, with him just throwing – to the back shoulder, and Akeem Nix just beating out a receiver just enough to stretch his arms out. I just love some of the touchdown passes and some of the plays that were thrown uh, to Hakeem Nix this year. I tell you, it was, it's just a pleasure to watch him sometimes, you know, make some plays and make some grabs because, you know, the Giants have never had that standout wide receiver, that Pro Bowl receiver that's, you know, ranked among the top five in the league. Sure, we had Amani Tuma who was very consistent, and even Steve Smith went to a Pro Bowl, but I think Akeem Nix is one of the standout receivers in the league. I think he can go up and get any kind of pass. Those huge hands, I think, are, are terrific, so I also want to give credit there. And just to go back to Ballard, tell you the truth, Eric, uh, you know who he reminds me of his rookie year? He reminds hmm. me of Kevin Boss's rookie year. It, it, yeah. It's the same kind of rookie year that Kevin Boss had, because you got to remember, the Giants had Jeremy Shockey that year, and the way Kevin Boss started the year, you know, it, we saw that he can catch the ball real well. We didn't know about his blocking ability. And down the stretch of the season and in their playoff run, we really saw the emergence of Kevin Boss with two or three big catches in every single game. So let's hope that that's where Ballard goes. And, and, and on the defensive side of the ball, my surprise, I don't think JPP is a real surprise because I think everybody coming into this year had high expectations of him. Even though he's a developing player like the Giants would call him, he has all the tools to be a standout pass rusher in this league. He has the motor, and he just it, it just looks like he has everything to be a pain in the neck to quarterbacks for the next, next bunch of years. But Ozehumanyoro, who not many people were fans of during this offseason because of the way everything took place, I really think has had a really, really great impact on this team. I think we saw it in the first game back where he knocked the ball out. He did his patented Ozy move that LT used to do and knocked the ball out. And he hasn't said a word since he's been back with the team, and I think he's been terrific so far. And even considering Justin Tuck, who I think has made a huge uh, difference when he's in the game, I think Oza Humanure is doing a really great job on defense. Yeah, he is. And the, the, the one thing I, I'll give him credit for, and I'm one of the ones who knocked him, is he's kept his mouth shut. You know, he hasn't come out and, and raised a big fuss. And, again, we, we'll have to see how this 
rotation plays out when everyone's healthy and how, you know, hopefully no one's going to get irritated with playing time. Um, JPP seems to be a complete team player, and he said that when Humaniora comes back, he doesn't, you know, Humaniora's a starter, so I don't think it's going to be an issue. Though I do think JPP's probably the better player right now, so it'll be interesting how, to see how they handle that. But um, before we move on to, to um, other players, I want to comment on JPP first, too. He has scratched, just only scratched the surface of, of his potential. That's the, that's the thing about him. Robert Nunn was interviewed yesterday, the defensive line coach on the Giants, and he, he said he, he's still just a baby. He, 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 he played seven games in college. Um, he still doesn't have the complete work habits. I mean, he's a hard worker, but he still doesn't know what it takes really to be a pro because he's still learning the game. Um, and he says – he seems to say, I've never had anybody like this before, and I don't think he's anywhere near what he's going to be. That That's something, you know, let's knock on wood and hope he this guy doesn't get hurt because this guy looks like he's going to be a really, really special player because he's not only a pass rusher, he's big and strong, and, and he can stuff the run and – and even when he doesn't get there, we saw he made a big play with because of his long uh, his long arms. He knocks he knocks passes down in that fourth and five play, got got the got, won the game for them. So so he's he's huge. I agree with you. Yuminor has been big. He's he's got I think what three and a half sacks or three sacks in five games, and and he's not showing very much rust at all. I think the other guy that's been a a good player for them, who was a big question mark coming into the season, was Linville Joseph. Um, he didn't play hardly at all last year. They get rid of Barry Colfield, and people are worried about what, what's going to happen at, at defensive tackle. The, you know, Linville Joseph was penciled in there to do well, and and thank God he is because he's because we you know I, I love Barry Colfield, but they don't seem to miss him all that much right now. So so um, Linville Joseph has been playing well, and I, I'd like to you know just mention. Uh, Michael Boley's been playing pretty well as well too. Um, he's a smaller linebacker. Um, sometimes he has some issues against the run, but he's he's good in coverage. Um, and he he's he's the only veteran presence right now, really at linebacker with all the young guys right there. And I think he's been playing fairly well too. Yeah, and and you know not to give too much credit on defensive side of the ball because I really think that this is a work in progress. Yes. with people playing out of position. But Corey Webster has been taking on the uh, opposing team's toughest receiver, and I thought he really had a standout week this week with the two interceptions. And uh, also, yeah, I, I agree with Michael Boley. I think he's playing very well this year. He has a good knack for the ball this year, and he's really, he's really seems to be uh, upping his game. And, uh, you know, look, the Giants have had problems up the middle, and they've had problems with the running game this year. I mean, you had Fred Jackson break off that big run. You had guys like Beanie Wells and LaShawn McCoy really – really run great against the Giants, and we all saw what Marshawn Lynch did against them. So, I mean, there are areas of improvement. Hopefully when they come back, they do have a team like the Miami Dolphins who can't seem to either run or throw the ball, but that's for a different day. So I just want to make it seem that, you know, although I'm pretty positive on where the Giants are at this point in the season, I really do think that they are, you know, one of those week-to-week teams, and, and, and it's going to be very interesting with their opponents down the stretch because they play against teams like New England, and they play against firepowers like uh, – like the the Saints, you know, and then they yep. have they have some home games in the NFC East, which I don't even know if it's a good or bad thing that they have home games because I feel much more comfortable with the Giants playing on the road, especially yeah. against good teams. Yeah. I've always felt like that about Eli Manning. I agree with you about Eli Manning too. I've always been an Eli Manning supporter though, so it's it's no different for me to feel like that. And uh, you know what? I just want to bring up something else. 
As much as we worried about Matt Dodge last year, I think Weatherford's done a really great job punting the ball this year. Tynes always makes me nervous. So special teams, I always get nervous with Tynes. And anytime he kicks a long field goal, anything over 40 yards, it always seems like it's blocked. Any time he always kicks one. So I get a little nervous with Tynes, and the return game has not been spectacular at all. But for the most part, I don't think the Giants special teams, I can't believe I'm saying this, have killed them like they've done in the past. You know, that's an excellent point because – I almost posted something like that on the site earlier this week, and I, and I, and I forgot to mention it. But you're right. The, the special teams have been actually respectable. The punting game has been good. Aaron Ross hasn't been bad as a punt returner. He, he hasn't he's broken a big one, but he's had a couple that in the sort of the 15 to 17-yard range. I think he had a 17-yarder against, against uh, Buffalo. And um, he's, he's been very sure-handed with, with, with uh, returning punts. Devin Thomas's biggest issue is is he's got to stop these muffs of uh, you know he, he there's like two or three times this year where he's he's bobbled the ball in the end zone. Um, he hasn't been great on kick returns, but he hasn't been terrible. He's been getting them out over the twenty, which which um, is, is major progress based on what the Giants' return game was last year with the kickoff returns. But they're they're covering punts and they're covering kickoffs, and. Th- that's that's the major thing. When, when they're coming out of these games right now, you're not saying, man, special teams really cost us in this game. Tynes, I, I'm up and down with that guy. There are times when at the end of every year, he's in the he's in the 85 percent tile usually in terms of 85 percent of making his field goals, which is very good. But it seems like his field goals are always brushing right up against the goalpost. Um, and they've had issues with a couple of blocks this year. One was on him and one wasn't on him. But you're right. You're, that's something we need to mention is special teams have been respectable. And, and that's a major improvement based on last year. All right, Giant fans. I think after you know the first part of the season, you will definitely take four and two. Some of it's been good, some of it's been bad, and the Giants have that really, really tough schedule the second half of the season, but I think it's going to be pretty interesting and pretty fun to watch this team down the stretch this year, and hopefully they play up to the standards as they do in many Octobers, because I think Coughlin and Eli are very, very good in October, and I think they have a great record, so we'll see if it continues. I'm actually heading down to Miami during the bye week to watch the Great Miami Dolphins against the Denver Broncos, Eric. So I'll be in touch with you when I get back, and we can really scout those Miami Dolphins. Don't laugh at me, but that game scares me against the Giants. No, those <laughs> are, those are the ones that scare me more than I. You mentioned this last week when they when they when they they feel threatened, they seem to play better, and and it's these games that scare me. I Giant most Giants fans just want to get past these you know easy wins and and focus on on the the division games and the ones against the 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 uh, tougher opponents. I think just. Get, just get the win against Miami, I think, is what most people want. Just get the win. That's what we have yeah. to say. And I think Giant fans have to be pleased so far of what they saw this season. So stay with the Giant fans all year. Keep going back to Big Blue Interactive website for all your Giants football needs. And keep coming back to YesNetwork.com for all your football needs. For Eric Kennedy, I'm Joe Cowa saying we'll see you next time.